0: It's day eight of Advent. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast Advent Edition. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services and exists to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This is day eight, The Promise, and we are reminded from the prophet Micah in chapter five, verses two through five, where it says, but you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, you who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me. One who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from Ancient of days. Therefore he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has given birth. Then the rest of his brothers shall return to the people of Israel, and he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord Yahweh, in the majesty of the name of the Lord Yahweh his God. And they shall dwell secure. For now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be their peace. When the Assyrian comes into our land and treads in our palace, After Esther's victory in Persia, the Romans took over Israel and King Herod rebuilt Solomon's temple as his very own. The people who had been waiting for 400 years to hear from the Lord. They they had been longing to hear from the prophets. They have heard everything the prophets promised, but they're still waiting for what is to come. The Bible doesn't give us any glimpse or insight into what these 400 years might have looked like. But we can imagine that the people felt deserted, lonely, and hopeless. We we can imagine their response is the same as a small child who's been promised a trip to the zoo. (laughs) The time between the promise and the fruition of the promise seems like an eternity. Oh, but God, God yet again interceded to rescue his people this time with his ultimate plan of hope and promise. You see, God sends an angel to Zechariah. Zechariah was a priest in Judea. He and his wife Elizabeth loved and feared the Lord, but they were unable to have children of their own. And so one day, as Zechariah was inside the temple burning incense, he saw an angel who said, in Luke chapter 1, verses 10 through 17, Elijah, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. Oh, Zachariah, a priest, knew full well the scriptures of his fathers. He knew the prophecies of Isaiah, Jeremiah, Micah, and Malachi. He knew that God has promised a true rescue for his people. Oh, but I cannot even begin to imagine what Zechariah thought he would, that he would have any firsthand exposure to this. Oh, he he knew the scriptures, he knew it was happening, but to know he would be a part of the story? But the angel Gabriel told him that his son John, who he was too old to have, who he was barren, so it should be impossible for he and Elizabeth to have— The angel Gabriel tells him, make ready for the Lord a people prepared. John would make ready for the Lord a people prepared. A son that should not be would make God's people ready for the coming of the Messiah. And this was the beginning of God's hope for rescue of his people. But guess what? Only Elizabeth and Zechariah knew. Oh, Zechariah was even not allowed to speak because he laughed at God's prophecy. So Zechariah wasn't even allowed to, to, to say or to speak. So he knew, but he couldn't tell. Luke even tells us that Elizabeth kept her pregnancy to herself for five months. Yet again, God was showing his heart for redemption through the family. He was creating a family for Zechariah and Elizabeth as a means of communicating his love with his people. And that reminds me that we must be careful because God is doing amazing and wonderful and powerful things, even through disappointment, even through hardship, and even through insignificant places. I remember in 2008, I, I went to Zaporizhia, Ukraine, and I went to a certain orphanage in Zaporizhia, and I remember seeing this beautiful dance line and singing from these girls in one of these orphanages. All of them were, were orphans, and all of them were singing. And uh, Dave Wood, our international director, was with me, and at the end, of, of the singing they came and they brought this beautiful loaf of friendship bread to us with a, a vat of what appeared to be sugar in the middle and i remember being the, the 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 boss being the one in charge being the president of lifeline i got the privilege of taking the first piece of this beautiful bread and dipping it in this beautiful sugar and and being a, a, a native and, and someone who has gone to Eastern europe a lot i know that that bread can sometimes be bitter and so i took a lot of this sugar and i put it to my mouth only to figure out that this wasn't sugar this was salt. And and if my face and my, my, my countenance could not tell, Dave, that this was salt, I tried to mouth words, abort, abort, don't do it. But instead, Dave dipped his bread, not to be outdone, into the sugar and got even more than I did and put it into his mouth. And as we were puckering up, this little girl who had given us this friendship bread, she started to laugh and she started to open up and she started to tell us that she had two little siblings, two little sisters. And those little sisters had been adopted by an American family in the United States. And these two sisters were were thriving in this American family. But this family didn't adopt this little girl because they thought she was too old. At the time, she was eight when her younger sisters were adopted. And now the government told us she was 15 within a year from being unadoptable. And she looked at Dave and I, and she actually looked a lot like Dave's oldest daughter, Katie. And she said, I want a family. Will you provide a family? Will you find a family for me? We went back to Alabama and I knew just the family that that would want a teenage daughter. And they lived in Huntsville. And I called them and I remember their excitement about this opportunity. And they were all in. And so with excitement, I called Sasha back in Ukraine. I said, Sasha, we found Katya, this little girl's name, a family. He goes and he tells the orphanage with great excitement only to find out that this Katya's age had been reported wrong to us. Katya wasn't 15. She was 16. And by Ukrainian standards and American standards. She was too old to be adopted. Oh, I remember the hurt and the pain. It felt like, did we go through this for nothing? Was this, did we meet Katya and go through all of this to try to find her a family for nothing? The truth of the matter is we went back in 2009 to Katya's orphanage, but Katya was already gone. She had already been released. I've never seen, to this day, I've never seen Katya. But you know what happened that day in Zaporizhia? You know what happened once we found, tried to find a family for Katya? You know what happened after the disappointment settled that we couldn't find Katya family? The Lord birthed the idea of a ministry of unadopted. A ministry that would reach out to orphans and vulnerable children in their home countries. That would equip the local churches in these countries to care for orphans. And because of Katya's story, over 6,000 orphans have been touched through unadopted. Oh, you see, at times, beloved, we may think that things and moments in our lives are insignificant. We may see disappointment and hang our head, but we serve a God that makes those moments of disappointment, that makes those moments of insignificance greatly significant. There are cities, there are times, and there are moments that at the time may seem insignificant. But let us remember that we serve a God that makes significant those things that the world deems as insignificant. Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast Advent Edition. Please visit lifelinechild.org advent to receive a free download of Lifeline's Advent cards and join us as we anticipate the coming of Jesus our Savior. For more information or to connect with me, please visit herbienewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit lifelinechild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel to you this Christmas to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again tomorrow for the Defender Podcast Advent Edition.